fantastic. What a, an incredibly difficult, challenging, but also in many regards rewarding and productive 18 months. Uh, the last, uh, you know, the last period has been. COVID has, has really tested businesses and business models, governments and economies. And actually, the profession has been at the core of helping businesses through that period. It's really interesting now we're getting to that next stage of, of post-pandemic rebuilding and resilience. So enough from me. I want to come to our panellists now because, you know, they're here. They're such a fantastic mm. group of people. And I'd like to welcome them all now to the session and ask them really just to give us their thoughts about, about you know, responding to that data and responding to some of the kind of key findings. And also, but also giving... Um, their thoughts about the scale of, of, of both the uh, the last 18 months and the issues facing this, the, the companies within their respective regions and, and, and what, what's now uh, what's now important for accountants to, to focus on. So, uh, uh, Freeman, I'm going to start with you if it's okay. Let's just start with the survey. You know, these are strong results. You know, how happy are you really with, with where the industry is placed at the moment? And, and what can you tell us about what's happened in the last 18 months in South Africa particularly? Thanks, Dan, uh, for that question. Um, I am satisfied with the results. Um, I, I would not use the word happy necessarily because there's always risks uh, with these uh, types of issues. So, but I'm satisfied with the results. We have shown improvement in South Africa from 2019 when we last did the 2018 when we last did the study. Um, Chartered accountants, as well as the professional body, which is SICA, um, are showing signs of being trusted by business decision makers. Um, the source of my apprehension to some degree around the risks that we still face is uh, captured by one of the uh, British journalists, uh, Richard Brooks, in his book, uh, The Encounters where he says, I may not necessarily agree with him in this conclusion, but he says, as the world stumbles from one crisis to the next, its economy precarious and its core financial markets inadequate, inadequately reformed, it won't be the accountants who pay the price of their failure to hold capitalism to account. It will once again be the millions who lose their jobs and their livelihoods. And while one uh, who sits in the profession may feel that the profession is unjustly uh, being given negative attention. It's important that we heed these calls from our stakeholders and look at how we hold uh, our members accountable. Um, and, and this is the area that I think brings about this quote uh, from uh, Richard Brooks. So holding our members accountable is critical. So dealing with the issues of discipline, being transparent with what we do in the profession is absolutely critical. And we've been trying to do that as a psyche in the last, in the last two, uh, three, four years. And, and the important thing around transparency is not just providing information, but also creating a platform that enables our members to participate in some of the initiatives that we drive. Um, and I, I will talk about some of those initiatives uh, when I talk about the next principle that has been important for us in driving this uh, rebuilding of trust, and that is relevance. And this relevance is anchored on a number of things. Uh, the first one is that business is getting more and more complex because of uh, 
uh, with the with the uh, disruptions that are caused as a result of technological advancements, with the threats uh, that are posed by the environmental issues. Um, so it is important that accountants are enabled to keep up to date with these issues and are able to respond appropriately. And as SICA, we've been trying to get our members participating and getting involved in this area. The second piece around relevance is about the point that uh, uh, Penelope talked to around our members of the profession participating in the discussions that um, are of public interest, helping society in those areas where our skills can be uh, put to good use. During the COVID uh, pandemic in South Africa, uh, we uh, 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 established what we call the business emergency rescue. Um, and we were basically helping businesses to rethink about some of their models, understand the issues of cash flows in as far as small businesses are concerned, but find ways in which they can respond to the COVID pandemic. Um, investors obviously needed to know what was happening with their investments. We also played a very, very critical role with the regulators uh, to ensure that the information that is provided by uh, our members is credible and it enables businesses to take the decisions that they need to take given the challenges that they were facing. So it, of importance around these things is that our members continue to have that level of competence uh, that is required for them uh, to do these uh, to do these uh, uh, jobs, and of course, um, in the engagement uh, around the public and public interest issues, uh, it's not about being critical only um, and and raising issues where you feel government falls short, but it's also about uh, understanding what are the issues that uh, lead to some of the challenges. We've got a project in South Africa that we call Unite for Mzansi, where we do research and understand the corporate failures, understand the failures in government. There's been issues around state capture here. But to understand the sources of these issues uh, and what policy initiatives are necessary uh, for government to uh, introduce so that we can avoid these occurring in the future. And in these initiatives, not only do we involve our members, but also we bring other members of society to work alongside our members. And the reason for that is um, because the, of the attention that the profession has received as a result of these corporate failures, we believe that it's important um, for the whole ecosystem in the business uh, space, the reporting and all of the other governance uh, 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 people that are involved in governance issues. Uh, because when a corporate failure happens, an auditor comes right at the end. The accountant who provides the accountability report uh, is not necessarily the person who makes the decisions. Um, so when these corporate failures happen, they are indication that the whole corporate governance landscape is not functioning as it should be, but the attention tends to be given to accountants in terms of what happened. And our involving a broader society in these conversations is intended to ensure that not only focus is not only given to accountants because we're not going to solve the problem by only focusing on one stakeholder when in fact the source of the problem is much wider than that stakeholder. So these have been the initiatives in the last uh, few uh, a few months. We've had an unfortunate incident uh, in July of violence 
which basically resulted in a number of businesses being burnt down. So um, we mobilized our members to get involved again in ensuring uh, that people can uh, have the information ready for the authorities in as far as the inland revenue services here is concerned, because they needed to provide records uh, and, and, and do their tax returns. So our members were very, very involved, but also to restart their businesses, claim from insurances and all of those things. We made sure that our members participate in helping small businesses as well as big businesses uh, to regroup and uh, ensure that their business can operate again. So all of these initiatives are initiatives that we have undertaken in order to make sure that we place our members at the forefront uh, of uh, contributing positively to society, uh, but also in the process, rebuild that confidence in our members. And we're confident that some of the results are an indication of some of those efforts. Thank you. Well, Freeman, you've given us so much to think about that. I mean, we've got a, you know, actually a great uh, number of, of, uh, of our audience actually from South Africa. Um, and just before I move on, just I mean, I mean just give us a sense. Cause, I mean, you've been in the in the role now only for only for a couple of years, but how far down how far down the track do you think you are? Are, are you happy with your progress, and do you think there's much more to be done in terms of your role in, in, in rebuilding the trust within the South African profession? Yeah. Look, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm satisfied with the progress, but I think there's still a lot of work to be done. In the area of discipline for the states holding our members accountable, this is one of the reasons why people have not been trusting. I mean, we have the code of professional conduct where our members are supposed to uh, abide by. We know our members are people who are honest, who act with integrity, people who avoid conflict of interest, people who uh, prepare themselves quite extensively for the assignments that they're going to do and make sure that they do those assignments with absolute level of diligence, uh, who respect confidentiality, who obey the laws and all of those things. And yet, um, when things go wrong, people begin to doubt. And the reason they doubt is because we take long to hold our members accountable. Um, we've done quite a lot of work in this area to try and speed that process up, but there's a lot of work yet still to be done. Um, retributive measures are by nature very, very slow. Um, and the, 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 the relationship between the offense committed and the action taken as a, as a, as a, as a sanction tends to be so far apart that people don't make the connection that easily. And our effort, there's still a lot of work therefore that we need to do to make sure that these processes are quick and, 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 um, and they deal with the people that needs to be dealt with. Few as they are in terms of the numbers, uh, if we demonstrate that we hold them accountable, I think we'll begin to be trusted even more in terms of the code that we uphold. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I've heard some of the things in, in this country too. So, but Freeman, thank you so much for those initial thoughts. Uh, uh, Carolyn, I'm going to come to you next. I mean, a slightly different, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a position the the professions in, in in Australia, although within the financial services sector, obviously have having had similar scrutiny and other aspects. But take us through uh, your, you know, obviously we heard a great presentation from Penn. Take us through your your kind of key takeaways from that, and, and where you think the professions positioned at the moment in Australia and the region that you are 
you're so familiar with? Um, I actually started by um, um, just acknowledging the traditional owners of the lands on which we meet today, which for me are the Wongal people of the Aurora Nation, and I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Um, I was actually saying that I'd be very disappointed um, if the results weren't as pleasing as they are, um, given that the profession has had a long-standing commitment to ethical leadership, um, and I'm glad that, you know, we've, the results have come out um, as they are. But if you, as you mentioned, Dan, the... Um, Australian financial services industry has been very challenged uh, just pre, um, pre-pandemic and, in fact, had a major royal commission into the operation of financial services, which not only led to um, a lot of regulatory change um, and regulatory scrutiny, rightly so, but also in some um, big changes in governance um, and the Chartered Accountings um, has a big role to play there as well. Uh, I think um, in terms of of what we've achieved, uh, we've, with the, oh, the profession's definitely stepped up and as we've sort of mentioned, we've really looked um, to the accountants, I guess, to look after the businesses in the same way that the, you know, the medical profession was stepping up in looking after um, our wellbeing. And that really required um, a lot of um, hand-holding, analysis, uh, definitely understanding of all the government support um, and in some ways just being there um, for the businesses as they navigated through um, the pandemic. And I'm, I'm pleased that we're sort of coming out the end of it now, although we'll, it'll always be a very different world um, than it was when we went into it. Um, just in relation to your question of, of where the role we're going to play in the future, I think um, there's a lot of themes where the accounting profession will have a major, major part to play. And if I just think about sort of the you know, top five or six, um, definitely the impact of emerging technologies um, how that's shaping society and particular job markets. So what will be the jobs of the future? What will an accountant's job look like? Um, and you mentioned algorithms, and I definitely think there'll be a job um, called auditor of algorithms or algorithm assurance or something like that. Um, and then just focusing on technologies, um, obviously the ethical challenges of artificial intelligence and what that'll mean. Um, and it will be about understanding um, all the potential things that can go wrong as well as the valuable things for business models um, that will go right. Um, ESG is a huge one. We've got a role to play in all aspects of the ESNG. Um, as I mentioned, so there is a lot of regulatory scrutiny um, and ethical considerations, and I think our profession has a big role to play there. Uh, cybersecurity is another one, and you mentioned um, the business that I was previously involved in, and one of the insights was that accountants actually have a very large skills match uh, with cybersecurity analysts, so I can see a pathway um, to building capabilities in cybersecurity coming from our profession. And finally, um, it's all about data and data governance, and I don't think we're better positioned um, than, than anyone else, or we are better positioned than anyone else, to certainly you know, manage data and govern uh, data in all businesses, because that's really essentially what we've been doing um, as bean counters since the dawn of time. So I don't think there's anyone better positioned than the accounting profession to do that. Uh, and to, to sort of contribute to all those aspects, I mean, trust is critical to that because we're not going to be seen as the, I guess, the leader in any of those areas um, if we don't have that underlying position of trust. Uh, absolutely. Uh, that, that's the, um, I mean, that's, well, you know, again, I think Penn's presentation really put data integrity and data governance right at the top of uh, a, lot of, a lot of the measures that people are expecting from the profession going forward. I mean, what's, uh, but just, just, I mean, I think we'll, we'll come to that, I think, in, in, surely, but just take, take us through the last 18 months from, from an from a Australian perspective. I mean, what, what's it been like down there going through this insane period where, on one hand, actually lots of companies are doing well, 
you're producing PPE or, or, or you know, uh, or, or pharmaceutical goods, you know, or even just food, you are doing incredibly well. But at the same time, uh, you know, dealing with the supply, demand, you know, dynamics, all that sort of stuff. Was the profession, you know, did it come through okay? Did it, did it sort of, uh, did it emerge with, with it sort of, uh, you know, more trust than it kind of went into the pandemic, do you think? Yeah, look, I think yeah, they definitely did. So I'd say that the biggest, the people that suffered the most were small businesses in Australia, certainly. Um, the larger businesses were able to adapt. They certainly were, had the technologies to get their staff online and they continued operating. But if you were a small business, particularly in hospitality, retail, um, anything like that, you really struggled. And I think the accountants um, had a role to play in making sure those businesses, to the extent that they could, survived. And the last 18 months really been about um, business survival. Uh, the government stepped up with the, the, um, the government support for both employees as well as businesses. And in, you would have seen probably some press where big businesses, mainly retailers, actually went gangbusters um, when they weren't expected to. Uh, and also got the benefit of government support. And there was a big push for them to, particularly the listed ones, for them to give that support back. And a few of them did and a few of them didn't. Uh, but certainly the government support um, and the stimulus packages uh, helped us get through this period. And um, we're obviously lucky that we are an island um, from a health perspective that was all very well managed. Um, we did have deaths, but nothing of the scale that we've seen um, globally. Uh, and we coped with the lockdown um, pretty well. Unfortunately, there's been no international travel coming in or out. So that's opening up um, now, which is great. So supply chain's been a bit of a bit of a, bit of a challenge, um, but I think you know, as if you look globally, I think we've come out pretty well, uh, and now it's just about getting those businesses back up and running. Um, employment shortages is a big challenge, particularly in those businesses that was um, were shut down and where they rely on immigration uh, to keep them going. And one of those areas is actually auditing, um, and the the CAA and Z managed to get a visa. Um, exemption to allow auditors to come to Australia as one of the um, the first intake of um, employees from overseas when the country opened up. So that was a big a big uh, help to that industry as well. So I'd say we came out pretty well, but what remains to be seen is how we now, you know, sort of head into the new future. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's yeah, that's fascinating. I saw the scenes in the um, in the airports in Australia the last week or so. It's incredible to see the families reunited after so long. Love that. Love actually, yeah. <laughs> Incredible right. stuff. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Carolyn.